Hi, SD Besties, and welcome to another episode of Sound Like Spa. It's been about a month since we've seen you guys because we just had our lovely acne awareness two-part series that just went through all of June. So welcome back to us being our lovely, lovely selves. Today, we are going to talk all about kind of like the K-beauty craze. We're very excited about it. There's a lot that's been happening with K-beauty. Obviously, K-beauty has been around for a very long time. But we're just going to kind of dive into some of the latest trends, the 2023 trends, and what you guys need to know about it. So let's jump in. So starting today off, it is the beginning of the month, which means we're going to do our monthly product picks. Uh, so do you want to? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. We're moving into summer now. Um, so I feel like I've been all about the body products right now. Um, forgive me if I don't know the full name, but I'm going to go with the Farmhouse Fresh. It's like Luster Dry Oil. It's yeah. basically like their tinted shimmery dry oil. And I've been loving it for like when I'm wearing dresses, shorts, anything. It just adds like the perfect glowy sheen. Yeah. And I really like that. I just had my bridal shower okay. and I was drenched in it. So you can bet that I had a little bit of a glow going on. And it smells amazing as well. Yeah. Honestly, that bottle looks like mm-hmm. a health oh, yeah. sun glow. Like I don't you know. want to use it because it's so pretty. It's very pretty. <laughs> How about you? I would say my product pick for this month, again, sticking to kind of that summer theme, uh, I am a... I go feral for a good tinted sunscreen, <laughs> to be honest. Who does that? I know, honestly. But so I would say one of mine that I love right now, Hydropeptide has their tinted sunscreen and it smells like cucumbers, which is just no, like I'm very refreshing. So refreshing. So nice. So I would say that one's probably my my favorite tinted sunscreen right now. I would say it's closely duking it out with the Seriously Fab spray on sunscreen that one also smells like cucumber so i may i may just have like a weakness for yeah it smell like cucumber or just things that don't smell like sunscreen yeah <laughs> true things that just don't smell like sunscreen but uh seriously fab basically that is a spray on sunscreen so it acts kind of like a makeup setting mist it's really refreshing i went to a baseball game uh for my sister-in-law's birthday uh went to a white Sox game so if any of you guys are white Sox fans <laughs> same uh relate <laughs> <laughs> not that i take a firm stance on baseball but White Sox. even though they're not the best they that was a painful game to watch we were winning and then in the last inning they scored like five runs it was just so bad oh yeah we're right. used to that in chicago yeah we're especially on, on the white Sox or the bears honestly yeah. pick a team we're yeah. pretty used to losing as long but, as they leave a game with the hot dog they won in my heart <laughs> <laughs> everybody wins with a good hot dog but anyway, so seriously, Fab, I would say it's closely duking out with the hydropeptide tinted sunscreen just because it's really nice on the go because you can spray it over makeup. And I'm I'm a glam girl. And just I like, like to, refreshing. It's refreshing. It smells like cucumbers and it's making sure you can like reapply your SPS throughout the day when you have makeup on without worrying about ruining really it. So, so I would say those two. Sunscreen girly. <laughs> on to the actual topic of today. Hey, beauty. Hey, beauty. We're going to kind of jump into what K-Beauty is. Um, I guess we're going to just take it all the way back for you guys, just in case you've been living living under a rock, just non-existent in the spa world for the past few years. But basically, K-Beauty is, they've kind of taken, I would say, the world by storm. They kind of became the leading forefront of Mm -hmm. countless trends. Yeah. Um, 
And pretty much they just stand for Korean beauty. A lot of them stem from South Korea. And where they differ between Western and like this Eastern beauty, where it really differs is Western beauty tends to focus a lot on the actual appearance of the skin, the outward appearance. And K-beauty focuses a lot on the health, which just happens to kind of... Yeah, K-skin really, yeah, from benefit. Exactly. Make for a really beautiful, healthy, appearing skin, but it also focuses more deeply on the health of the skin versus Western beauty focuses a lot more deeply on the actual look and appearance of the skin. Um, So that's kind of where they differ. A couple other quick things to know is just that K-beauty tends to focus a lot more on sustainability, natural, clean, all those kind of ingredients. They were most, I would say they're most well known for that seven to ten yeah i mean that was honestly they they've kind of veered away from that i i feel so too because i mean i feel like they're always so on trend that it's like ahead for us Mm -hmm. we're catching up um and i did like i feel like the first time i was introduced to k-beauty it was like try this 10-step skincare routine um and i do think they're moving out of that a little bit but i do think it's kind of funny that it's like very natural but also like here's all these steps in the routine 100% um so it's but i feel like when you hear a headline like that where it's like try this 10 step, step skincare routine i was like oh am i applying enough skincare do i have enough product what's what is i missing so it definitely like pulled my interest for sure yeah no and 100% i feel like that's what they like came out the gate strong mm-hmm. when was being known for their like 10 step mm-hmm. skincare routine so th- that's just kind of like a little basic rundown i did pull a couple like fun little stats because i like to nerd out with them <laughs> but just a couple of like really fun little stats is kind of the kvd market was assessed at 11.8 billion dollars in 2022 they are anticipated to reach 16.2 billion by 2028 with a cagr of 11.3 percent so not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Not slowing down. Yeah. Not, you know, anything like that. So I, that was my little fun, my little fun fact. Fun. And it just shows how interested everybody in the beauty industry is in these products, these processes, trends, everything. Like, oh, yeah. KBDC to stay for sure. Oh, definitely. It's not going anywhere. You <laughs> have to be very hard pressed to try and get rid of it. I mean, it's probably, I would argue it, it might already be a household name, but if not, it will be 100%. Yeah. And I would even say, like, in terms of looking at the bigger picture, like, we are going to dive into some, like, really fun trends that have come out of it and share our opinions on those trends and all that because we've covered the trends extensively mm-hmm. on skinning. So if you are looking for more information just on K-beauty, Korean skincare, so many the K-beauty trends, we cover it pretty extensively and just stay up to date on it. So you can definitely check that out on skinink.com. Little plus, shameless pleasure. <laughs> but one thing I think I'd say if you look at like more overarching themes mm-hmm. of ways they're really impacting the spawn industry as a whole, I would say movements toward more holistic practices. Uh-huh. Definitely. Practices, yeah, for sure. I would say that comes from Eastern beauty and K-beauty a lot, especially um, even, you know, you've got things like gua sha mm-hmm. and like i don't know if that stemmed directly from kb yeah that's definitely eastern beauty for sure well and it's like i feel like these two worlds are melding where it's like a lot of the things that are k-beauty trends are already in like our western beauty like circuit yeah. they might just be called different things or look a little bit different like skin minimalism is a huge trend here yeah that stemmed from k-beauty so i feel like there's a lot of k-beauty trends that maybe like are the originator is that like they, yeah. they originate the yeah, trend and, and then yeah. like we kind of run with it 
or there's just straight trends that we absolutely love and we keep the same, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like a lot of trends that I've at least written up, we've had like some type of like similar cross. 100% on the two. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's a really good segue because the first trend that I wanted to talk about was the one we most recently wrote about and the one that I had a lot of fun with. And it's one that's like really, really growing in the industry right now. And it's called aqua or water peels. I think that's a great example of like what you said where it's kind of like we have our version of it here yeah. and they have their version of it there. So aqua or water peels for sound really fun. Um, to me. Intrigue. Very intrigue. I was like, oh, intriguing. And I feel like I feel like a lot of K-beauty trends uh-huh. are very centered about around hydration. Yeah. A lot of hydration. Water and glow. Which always is having a moment, but then at the same time, like I feel like hydrofacial have never been bigger. Hydro yeah. operations have never been bigger. Like I just feel like water's really having a moment right now. Which is different to say, but it, I think it really is. But yeah, but it's like it's not like water like in like the, in the, the pool know that we should like be that. hydrated, but yeah. it's just like knowing what hydration can do for like all skin concerns yeah like and utilizing water in like a whole new way in the treatment room yeah but so you said hydrofacial that is essentially our westernized version of these water peels these water or aqua peels they're they're pretty much in terms of looking at it from a treatment standpoint they're very similar to that they provide exfoliation they infuse serums they provide hydration all that stuff I would say where it differs in the aqua peels on what. So technically, the technical form of water and aqua peels have not made their way in the U.S. yet. The closest thing we have are hydrofacials. So I would say where they really differ is, first of all, the K-Beauty. There's a lot more K-Beauty brands that are not in the U.S. They are putting forth a lot of things that kind of bring this whole water peel concept to actual peels for the consumer to use at home okay that provide the same benefits essentially that you could get from like a hydrofacial or something like that so i would say that's the biggest difference and the most growth apart from the actual ingredients and devices being used the biggest one is that it's already expanding in korea to home to home care to actual like water peels and and the types of ingredients and, and really focusing on the utilization of those ingredient ingredients to effectively exfoliate and hydrate the skin which i'm totally on board with i feel like we sometimes stress the importance of like which trends are okay to like recommend for home use and i don't think anything that involves hydration like would oh yeah i mean obviously people with sensitive skin could have an adverse reaction but i do see western beauty moving in that direction too yeah 100 percent. and i would say that also yeah we don't really have that version in western beauty of like a take-home hydrofacial it's mm-hmm. really is like what they're starting to, you know, have for this trend in the K-beauty world. And we don't really have that here yet in the U.S. But hydrofacial and the actual aqua peel in the mm-hmm. room are pretty much the same. So very good. Yeah. And also a really cool, like, a way that you could kind of, if you have a hydrofacial device, you could still mm-hmm. kind of promote right. and discuss and, yeah, and be on top of this trend before it even gets here. We've actually discussed this a little bit on our first episode of the podcast, but along the lines of like trending ingredients, salmon sperm is kind of like taking, I don't know if I want to say taking flight. I mean, that's sure. <laughs> but it's a very trending ingredient for aging formulas and products. Yeah. So essentially salmon sperm DNA is being used in product formulations. It's just in the beginning of research for the benefits of it, but what they are using 
is showing like significant anti-aging mm-hmm. effects and benefits. Um, so I think it's going to be something that we're going to see a lot more of. Um, I definitely feel like the name of it is taboo enough that it would get people interested yeah. and be like, oh, like, what can this do for me? <laughs> um, like, good and bad. I feel like I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, it's being used in like a ton of formulations and uh, never a bad thing to try out new ingredients. Um, we're using a lot of the same, not same ingredients, but I don't think it's a bad thing that there's like a yeah. star in the anti-aging. I was going to say, it's always exciting when like a new uh-huh. aging, like ingredient star hits. Like I remember when hyaluronic acid had its mm-hmm. moment. I remember when like snow mushroom had its moment. Like there's, it's really fun when new ingredients yeah. in the market. And this thing, <laughs> I agree with you. This one's definitely got like a name that stands out enough that people are like, excuse me? Yeah. Pardon? I'm also a child, so... <laughs> So you can do a little giggle. It's fine. <laughs> we'll allow it. We'll allow it. You but giggle. don't knock it till you try it, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> teach their own. But uh, okay. So another another trend we have, another big one, is actually, and I'm already starting to see this in some of the brands we work with, are refillable products. Love it absolutely love it this comes a lot from their push for sustainability and it's just really cool i say i would say from my research and from what i've heard from brands most often you're seeing this from moisturizers and cleansers Uh i think those might maybe they're the easiest products to have refillable portions for maybe it's because they might also be the products you go through the fastest this is true i can see it working on both ends yeah so but those are typically the ones but basically what it is is it's the product is coming in in a form of packaging that you can, instead of having to buy a whole new thing and all of that like packaging goes to waste, uh, you can have refillable portions for it or like refillable output thingies mm-hmm. for it. I've seen quite a few brands actually already take this on with yeah. some of their products. Why not? I like really only see the benefits with this. Mm-hmm. Like dual ended, I feel like any product that's coming in a refillable packaging is going to be a very nice high quality packaging like maybe glass something that's not gonna deteriorate like over your use of it and then also it's like hey we're gonna give you these products let me make you into a loyal customer that's gonna come back to me because you literally have to come to our store and like refill it or refill it for you and for the people who are like searching for companies that specifically put sustainability at the forefront that's an easy choice 100 percent and I don't know as much. I haven't done my research as much about this, but also if those like refillable packagings were like a little bit cheaper mm-hmm. than like the whole. Yeah, which I have seen. I don't know if I've noticed it in the professional like yeah. beauty realm, but I've definitely noticed it with companies like that do um like laundry refillable. Yeah. It's like I do think that there is it when you first buy it, it's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the actual refillable jars and everything. But then from there on, which super easy to offer a discount for them and it's cheaper for the company to not have to mass produce. Yeah. And to your point, it's back to the loyal customer because I'm more likely to buy a less expensive refillable one than mm-hmm. buy a whole new different one from a different brand. 100%. But again, it also really ties into that sustainability aspect. I'm sure it, I mean, for companies that are eco-conscious, it helps you reduce your carbon footprint helps you kind of probably reduce on cost because you don't have to produce as much of the full product with the full packaging. So yeah, refillable packaging is really big. I've already seen it start to bloom here. So I can only imagine, I feel like 2024, that's going to be like, Like, I feel like we're at the point right now 
where if you did offer this, you're setting yourself apart, but I don't think it's going to be like that for long. So like get on that, you know? Yeah, I agree. Be like one of the, one of the first brands that did it and stood out for it. Yeah. Because then people will remember it a little better before everyone starts doing it. Yes. All right, moving into the next trend, which is something huge that we're seeing this year. And I feel like it's kind of interesting. Like, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Skin minimalism is trending. Um, This is a K-beauty trend, which, like we said before, their, I feel like, appearance in the U.S. Um, or the Western side of, I feel like I'm not saying that correctly. <laughs> um, their appearance, like, in the Western, what are we calling it? Western beauty. Beauty. Thank you. <laughs> K beauties. <laughs> so, what are they called? I, I was like, Western country. I was stupid. Western. Um, but K beauty's appearance in Western beauty was a more complicated skincare routine, but now we're moving into skin minimalism, which for me personally, I'm loving this trend because I've found that when I overcomplicate my skincare routine, my skin doesn't always love it. And we're finding that we can find products that have ingredients that work for all ends where you're not having to take mm -hmm. a huge amount of products to get the same results that you are if you're minimalizing that, which is also good for the environment. It's simpler for you to recommend to your clients. So I do see a lot of benefits to it. But what do you think about it? Yeah. No, I I really like skin minimalism. I feel like it's interesting because I feel like it's one of the trends particularly that stands out to me as like a trend that is built around consumers. Uh, I feel like a lot of times a trend is formulated and consumers jump in on it. I feel like skin minimalism, skin minimalism was a trend built around the thought and idea and concept of what's going to be beneficial to consumers. Yeah. Because the whole seven to 10 step skincare routine, it was praised efforts. Everybody loved it. This was like, There's, this is so cool. Everyone bought into it. And then a lot of people immediately were like, this is expensive. It's a lot of steps. It takes a long time. I never really end up doing the yeah. routine because it takes so long. So and especially with like even trends like fast facials mm -hmm. and things like that. Anything like that. I mean, we're out here trying to be like, hey, don't use those makeup wipes before yeah. you go to sleep. So then now we're telling people, oh, don't use the makeup wipes, but also let's do this 10 step skincare routine. So it definitely makes more sense to be realistic with your clients and be like these are the four products that you yeah use. and so i feel like that's why i really like this trend is and and it really does kind of like even um well i know i already said this but kind of like even fast facials was built in the sense and mind of like budget friendly and time friendly fitting into your schedule fitting into anybody's schedule and making it easy and i feel like that's where skin minimalism falls too where it's budget friendly it's time friendly it can fit into anyone's schedule and also truly deeply I think the uncomplicated aspect of it helps. Like for a hot second, I felt like this is a hot dish. <laughs> I always have hot dish. I felt like skincare was becoming a lot like uh, nutrition and wellness, where it's like there are so many rules, and you don't know, and you don't know what to do, and you don't know who's right and who's wrong, and what works for me and what works for my body. Because that's, I think that's the thing with nutrition is there's so many rules, but everybody's body is different, so those yeah. may or may not work for you. They may or may not fit you. You know. Mm -hmm like random example like calorie deficits for people with like pcos and stuff that doesn't it's not kind of fit which doesn't make the difference and everyone's like go on a calorie deficit and it doesn't fit and that can be very true for like skincare care too, too which we've discussed before saying how the general consumer is not educated in a way where it lets them know that skincare is completely customizable and what works for one person isn't going to it they're taught that like this is the end-all be-all product you yeah. need it it's going to solve every skin concern so I do think that like skin minimalism can open like a line of communication where it's like 
you don't need every single like yeah. all-in-one skincare product. These are the things that are working for your skin right now. And let's keep it simple. Yeah. And then you can always add more in if you mm -hmm. feel like it, but you can always kind of revert back to yeah. the easier skincare routine if needed. So I feel like it facilitates skincare as a priority. Yeah. Like that is an easy way to make skincare a part of your daily routine. Yeah. And even a part of your self-care routine, which is why I think this also kind of bloomed really well after mm -hmm. COVID. Because a lot of people were looking in for a little more, like, they had more time, easy self-care rituals and like skincare quickly fell into that. Yeah. Into that mode. But so I like skin minimalism for all those reasons. I think it's nice that it kind of re-uncomplicated. Yes. Because I remember, and I'm in the industry to an extent, like I know I'm not an esthetician, but I'm in the industry to an extent. And I remember the seven to 10 skincare like routine. I was like, what goes when and how much and, and where, when and. All this stuff. And also, if you do the the routine, but you don't follow it with, like, a certain type of product, you can get pilling because the ingredients aren't yeah. with each other. You did it in the wrong order and all that stuff. There's more room for air. For yeah. Sure. So I'm a big fan of skin minimalism. We love that. It's a win. <laughs>Hi, Esty Besties. Jumping into a really quick ad. Since this is the first episode of the month, I wanted to remind you guys to please go check out our July issue. This month, we are covering a lot of really fun themes. Not only do we have some really cool articles in there about waxing and hair removal, but we have a lot that cover diversity and inclusivity. So really great themes this month. We have everything in terms of inclusive skincare, to embracing diversity in your business between both your employees and your clients and what that means, to waxing while expecting and what you need to know. So lots of really fun content this month. You don't want to miss it. So read our July issue. <laughs> Bye, guys. Okay, so our next one, which... This trend is interesting because it is often called out as like a separate trend mm -hmm. uh, because it, it falls both into the makeup beauty and the skincare beauty aspect of K-beauty. Um, but this trend pretty much leaks its, its beautiful glowiness all into all of the trends yeah. pretty much. Uh, so this next one's going for the glow. Uh, that's what I called it. It's really just glowy skin. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the whole point of it. It, it really focuses on... A glow coming from within so it's not just so on the beauty standpoint when you look at it for makeup to just get that part not to like get that part out of the way but from a beauty standpoint it it's mostly like highlighters iridescent shadows uh glossy lips uh even gloss on the eyes like those types of things that make your skin look very glossy and glowy in terms of makeup but when it comes from skincare it's looking a lot at like a healthy barrier which is why again it leaks into a lot of the other trends we're going to talk about yes it's that hydration that yeah. moisturization that healthy that barrier glow that youthful glow um which this trend i feel like is it's yeah. it's, it's like hard to even call it a trend because i just feel like there is no one that wants dull skin you know i wake like, up we're all for them <laughs> We're all, like, looking for the glow, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like K-Beauty puts glow at the forefront of, like, here's how to glow from within. Which, like, we're going to discuss Jello skin in a little while. And that's, like, the whole yeah the whole premise of Jello skin. You know, like, they're looking for that youthful glow and what you can do with collagen and with treating your insides. Yeah. Whatever you can to translate that glow. So it's not necessarily like this is the product that's going to give it to you. A hundred percent. It's like very much a combination of the internal health to make your skin glow from within, 
then the products to make for a healthy barrier, then for the makeup that's just very glossy. Cool. you're natural. Um, what I'll say is I feel like I agree with you. I don't think you can really call this a trend anymore. Yeah, I feel like this is just the staple of what people are looking for. And I feel like it's bled its way into the influencers a lot, like with like the Hailey Bieber routine and stuff where hers was just very glowy and stuff. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's what it really, that's what it, it yeah. grieves me is that like soft girl era. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? No, I, I mean, I think that we're taking a step back in so many aspects and I'm sure we'll cover this on future podcasts, but like there's a huge rise in like getting rid of cosmetic procedures or undue yeah. filler. Or um, wearing that natural, like, you have makeup on your face, but it's just enhancing your features. Like, I feel like we're really moving into this, like, more natural enhancement. And I feel like K-Beauty has a huge influence on that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And they just, and so, yeah. And so this, this whole trend just screams, like, soft girl era to me, where it's just very light very, which isn't to say it's only for women it's not yeah but it just has that very light very airy start almost okay. like a wow yeah kind of vibe to it but so yeah so glowy skin is technically a k-beauty trend i personally wouldn't call it a trend anymore i think it's like almost borderline just a beauty staple yeah but it's kind of like one of those things i don't know if you guys have ever seen this but it's like one of those things where you look at like my makeup routine in 2016 versus my makeup routine now and like the makeup routine now just screams like the glowy skin yeah it's like for sure barely not it's like it. really not even on foundation anymore yeah. it's like all the alternatives which i feel like also was a huge k-beauty thing where it's like all tinted moisturizer yeah the little creams cc creams i mean personally for me i've never been a foundation girly just because i feel like it does not sit on my skin well so I love a tinted moisturizer. I love anything that adds like a glower sheen underneath my makeup. Yeah. So definitely on board with that. But I totally agree. That's like I feel like the main thing that's being pushed out there right now. Even like um, I'm using like a primer that has niacinamide in it because it's like what gives my face a sheen before it. Like yeah. it used to be very much like powder on the powder or like put on powder, put on foundation um, and then add the highlight back in with like a powder yeah you know, like now we're using liquid products throughout the entire routine and we've also talked about how like there are so many skincare products that are also makeup products now like mm -hmm. we're just doing everything to get that glow and to keep the glow going i know i like to pretend that like i'm not phased by trends and like i do what i like to do but i'm a, i'm a makeup girl like i'm a full glam queen mm -hmm. i am full coverage happy to do it full glam yes she is love that um, and 100% I've even taken a step back. And, like, my day-to-day -day makeup has, like, so for special occasions. Yeah. Like, when I went to the Taylor Swift Eras tour. I'm too shamelessly going to brag about that. Like, I had on um, full coverage, oh, lots yeah. of setting to make sure nothing, like, leaked or yeah. ran. Or, but on my day-to-day, -day, I've 100% pulled back to, like, a tinted sunscreen. If I'm going to be on film or anything, I cover up my pimples. Yeah. I only set, like, that area yeah. of wherever... Man. Same makeup room. And then it's just like a cream bronzer, cream blush, mm -hmm. cream highlight. Like, But even everything, like, I'm such a blush girl. Oh, my God. I feel like I've just loved blush my entire life. But even, like, subconsciously, I'm doing that to look like I'm blushing or I have life to my face. You know, yeah. like, there's dimension, there's glow. Like, we're always, I mean, it's everyone's personal preference. No matter what the trends are, your clients are going to be interested what in what they feel suits their faces and everything. Just, I don't think it's a bad thing to put, not push, but like offer treatments or products that kind of help your clients glow from within too. Yeah, I agree. 
But kind of oh. going with glow, tell me a little bit about healthy skin barrier. Oh, yeah. That is another trend, which we've already talked about yeah. a lot. That's been a huge 2023 trend. And it's that's just built. And it's 100% it's building. And it's really just people kind of switching their focus again. And it's really seeing that, like, from Eastern, from Western beauty to Eastern beauty mental switch, of people really focus, like, not focusing on what their skin looks like and focusing a lot more on, like, the health of their skin. Yeah. Um, I would say the strongest that it's come through in the way it's been shown a lot, both in K-beauty and in the way it's come to the U.S. and kind of like trickled down into our trends. It comes a lot in sun protection, blue light protection, environmental pollutants, free radical fighters. Like that's antioxidants. That's a lot of like where it's coming from in terms of if you look at like ingredients that would like amplify those types of protection barriers for your skin. Um, but yeah, it, it links very closely with the glow one because like I said, the glow one can't really have a glow without, without having a barrier. I also feel like while this is building and it's been around for a while, I was never like aware and it seems simple now, but like that, like environmental damage or like pollutants, like air quality affects skin. Yeah. You know, so now I feel like that's not a bad thing to not only create products that protect against that, but open some education about how where we're headed environmentally can also impact the inside and outside of you you know 100 percent. because i think you're right i think it's one of those things you never think about until you're too old but like i've never thought about like i always thought like so someone says environmental pollutants and my brain for some reason always just connected it with sun damage yeah so my focus was sunlight and blue light yeah action. like i'm wearing spf i'm good 100 percent. and environmental it's just so much more than that Man. yeah we've got global warming We've got global warming for. We've got global. Double of war. Double war is science on that. Uh, don't check the science. Just just take it for what it is. Yeah. Or we would never lie to you guys. I mean, yeah. But no, so the, I would say that's healthy barrier. I know we've talked about it a lot, but it's really just shifting that mental focus. I mean, there are obviously, there are tons of image came out with a whole line for it. I use there, it. I'm loving it. I was going to say, there are a lot of brands that have come out with. I don't know. There are brands that have come out with lines for it, or there are brands that like almost like when gluten free became really popular, and then things that have always been gluten free added the sticker to their box. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I've seen that I'm doing where it's like brands that these always have the same ingredients. Like the formulation didn't change, but then yeah. they put on the little sticker of like, oh hey yeah, this does help fight environmental yeah breasts and stuff sorry, like that. Doing it no very not especially if you've been offering it for a while. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, so it's really that like mental shift and focus of like actually focusing on building up barrier health. Um, and you'll see it different. a lot. You'll definitely, yes. Ever since I've been using the things that are focusing on repairing my barrier a little bit more, I've really noticed a difference in my skin. Yeah. But so I would say that's that's kind of the gist on barrier. I feel like you guys have heard us talk about barrier. Yeah. And it probably won't be the last time that you hear us talk about barrier. Oh, reduction. No, definitely not. <laughs> this, Like I said in a previous podcast, I think this is not going to really be a trend for long. Yeah. I think it's going to just turn into like a staple norm average people look for this kind of stuff in yeah skincare for sure all right so you tell us all about jello skin yes i got you i actually wrote an article on this but i am going to read specifically what the acronym for jello skin is really quickly jello skin originated on tiktok by a creator um it is ava lee she's a cre- like beauty creator beauty enthusiast and she received a facial from a celebrity esthetician his name is lord gavin McLeod valentine long name 
Um, but they basically came up with this acronym for Jello Skin, which stands for journey, eat balanced meals, lifestyle, not just skincare, laugh to encourage facial movement, and old is not bad. <laughs> so, and then basically aging gracefully with plump skin. So, it's not necessarily something that can be achieved with products. Like we said before, Jello Skin is that like beauty from within and it really focuses on what you're doing internally to get that look. And essentially like think Jello obviously when you hit it, but that bounces back quick. So in the video that I first saw about Jello Skin, complete glow and it was like like kind of bouncing your skin in that immediate like just collagen Beautiful, supple yeah totally so just a really big focus on firm plump glowing skin yeah i feel like i liked jello skin when it first came out because it was to me very different like my first ever i still remember it i was so proud of it it's like all the way from 2018 my first ever k-beauty article that i wrote about it was actually about um cloud skin mm -hmm. and then cloud skin turned to i know glass skin for a while no. and then glass skin turned and I feel like Jello Skin was one of the first ones that stood out to me that was like actually very different. Yeah. Because it was actually really focused on the internal. Yeah. Like Cloud Skin, Glass Skin, they're all important. They were all like yeah. different in their own way. They had their slight differences, but they were all very much about moisturizing and hydrating the or skin. Or like putting on this very specifically hydrating product to where yeah. your skin has a glass like effect. Jello skin, you can't achieve that unless you're doing everything internally. Exactly. So that, for me, it stood out very different because, tech, I mean, I think most of these come from the appearance the skin has. Cloud skin was like you wanted that light, fluffy, cloud-like skin. Glass skin was you wanted sheen, glass. Jello skin, they talk about you want that bouncy. So so all of, I think that is really fun, actually. All the K-beauty trends usually have to do with yeah, you want the skin to actually look, and I have a lot of fun with that. Um but yeah, no, I think Jello Skin was one of those ones that really stood out to me because I was just like, oh, very, actually very different, the approach to the healthy skin. It is. And it's a different approach to a trend um, because I feel like it's not as easy where you're like, oh, this is everything that you need. Your clients really do have to take a look at their habits and yeah. see what they can do to add collagen, to add usefulness, to add... I it's so hard because it's very open-ended. It works for everybody differently. Yeah. Um. But just doing things that when your insides are happy, it's going to show. On yeah. Your, Whatever is happening internally yeah. is going to show itself externally. Mm -hmm. The last trend we have actually is all about face contouring, but not makeup. Washa. Washa. There are so many tools. That yeah, it's not face guasha. I just like saying guasha. Yeah, guasha is very fun. I would say guasha is the one that is like most well-known. And I yeah. actually... So on the podcast with Alex and Kelsey, uh, this was in our June in our June ones. They talked about gua sha and love it or leave it. And I believe it was Kelsey brought up that she said um, someone told her that if you regularly do gua sha every day, mm -hmm. and you know you do the facial massage gua sha like technique that goes with it and everything, that it, it gives a similar effect to Botox yeah. because it works. It basically works well, out the muscles in your face yeah so that they stay like lean i don't know yeah. that didn't make, but like it's like you're kind of exercising your face a little yeah exactly and so i thought that was so interesting and i immediately was like okay so i have to go on <laughs> this is what i need to start doing make sure that i do but i would say face contouring has really evolved beyond gua sha there are 
every time I bring it up, to be perfectly honest with you, I think of that scene from Euphoria with Sydney Sweeney where she's like getting up at 4 a.m. and she uses oh, yeah. all those things on her face. Every but she does it so aggressively yeah. that it like makes my my skin hurt. I'm going to recommend that because we need to treat our skin gently. Gently. <laughs> with love. <laughs> but no, that's what I think of every time is because she had like a bunch of different types of tools and she would just rub her face so hard and I was like, oh, scared. But what I will say is there's so many, like the, the I would say the new face device is a microcurrent device that's all about facial contouring. Yeah. But there's even ones that don't use like microcurrent or things like that. They're much more like the gua sha, like the ones that have like the two little balls on the side. Yeah. Or any type of ice. I was going to say ice globe. Yeah. Even Yanka came out with one that's not like a gua sha, but it's like a, like a stick and there's one edge that's flat and one edge that's pointed. And that one you can really do like very uh more detailed like yeah. very focused on smile lines eye area in between the brows like mm-hmm. those types of things but a ton have definitely come out almost to the point where i feel like it's hard to say that facial contouring is a 2023 trend even though it's considered that i yeah. feel like it's been around for so much longer. yeah but time time escapes me time means nothing to me anymore no i think it should no, something that fine. people have been doing for a long time especially k-beauty um, but there's obvious benefits as to why it would take off as large as it has here. And I, I feel like it's easy on social media, um, really grabs attention, easy for like professionals to share their techniques and everything. I mean, I know personally from running the skinning Instagram that you guys love a facial contouring video. We love a facial massage. We love a lymphatic drainage massage. We love gua sha, anything like that. And I mean, I love it. Have you seen those facial massages where their hands go in their mouth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in- intriguing to me. Yeah. Like, and very much want to try it. Benefits to that, too. Yeah. Very much want to try it. Like, I've yeah. watched so many on that, and I'm like, I I know it's not to do with, like, jaw health. Yeah. I was going to say, I know it's not the same. I hate the dentist. I hate when mm-hmm. people put their hands in my mouth, but I would 100 This way. Yeah, this is This is not the same. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd try that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But that wraps up our trend yeah so i guess we're we're pretty good at doing quick rundowns so one more quick rundown of all the trends we had aqua aqua slash water peels salmon sperm refillable products we've got the skin minimalism going for the glow and slash healthy skin barrier because they kind of tied into each other a lot totally angelo skin and then face contouring that was a really good back and forth it was i loved that we are so awesome Hi, SD Besties. Another quick ad here because we're going to talk to you about you guessed it. It's Face and So Face and Body is happening August 20th to the 21st. It will be in Sacramento, California at the Safe Care Credit Union Convention Center. And something very exciting that kind of ties into the theme is that our theme for Face and Body is beauty and nature. Yeah. So if you like some of the topics we discussed today, like refillable products and sustainability, sustainability, and moving into more natural, holistic skincare. We're going to be covering so many topics on that theme. Um, we also have a ton of educational classes. Our skinning lives stay up are all going into topics that cover natural skincare processes, techniques, treatment, ingredients, like that. So we've got you covered on the natural skincare front. So yes, we are well known for our education at Face and Body. We love to bring it to you guys. You definitely do want to mi- don't want to miss it. Again, it is happening August 20th to the 21st, so it is right around the corner. You definitely need to check it out. 
If you have not registered, make sure to go to our website, skinink.com, where you will see a little tab for face and body and you can register. It is August 20th to the 21st, again in Sacramento, California, at the Safe Care Credit Convention Center. We'll see you guys there. Bye. But we are going to go into a fun little game. And for once, we're not playing Love It or Leave It. I actually picked a game. I'm calling it Rank It. And what we're doing is since we have a really nice uniform list of different trends and stuff, we're going to take our top five and we're going to rank the ones that we like best to worst and just kind of say why. Okay. Well, I have to pick one. Are we going from least? Oh, my God. You hear that? Yeah, that was... That was a good one. That was big. Oh, it was like a really good one. Like that, I felt that for a while. <laughs> so we're going to do top three instead because five is a lot, we've decided. All right. I, we're already bad at making decisions. <laughs> I also just feel like they're all pretty good. So I feel bad ranking like anything low. I feel like Hard. in my last spot, I'm going to go with salmon sperm just because they're still like testing out the benefits of that. And it's more of like a kitschy trend more so than what we were discussing so i think that's my my last spot okay i think my last spot this is probably gonna shock people i think going for the glow is my last mainly because i really don't view it as a trend anymore i feel like that is just a staple of like a way just we're not starting yeah we're already doing it and to be perfectly honest i feel like i'm also gonna put it in the last spot because it is one that just kind of expands it's almost like an overarching theme of all k-beauty yeah so to me it doesn't like stand out as it's all theme so i'm totally agree that is that one. I think my second one will be face contouring. Um, this is something that I'm still like really getting into. I've said before, I think I talk about it too much at this point, but I love doing um, ice, like icing my skin in the morning. Um, and I've attempted gua sha, but I feel like I want to take a little more time to learn the proper technique for it, use the proper tools, but I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah. Um, and anything sculpting, you got me. So that's definitely my number two. Yeah. I know. I got to get a lot better about actually using my gua sha. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's a lot more beneficial when you're following the actual procedures and not just like. Yeah. Not just like willy nilly yeah, going for it. Yeah. I have one TikTok saved of an esthetician and she went through her whole routine. And like, actually, it was like something a lot of people don't think to do or don't do before they do gua sha is like actually open up their lymph. Yeah, areas. that's what I'm saying. I like, like, like through the whole process, specific thing. Yeah, so she like goes through the whole process of like doing that before you even start. And anyway, I dare all that. I was like tapping on different. Yeah, I would say my second is actually probably refillable products. Okay. Uh, I think not only is that like growing a lot, and I'm seeing it a lot. I feel like that's a really awesome step forward movement, especially with being eco conscious, being sustainable. And just also, I don't know, like, I just really like the whole concept yeah, behind it. I totally agree. And, like, less waste and everything like that. So I think, and I feel like it's very different from a lot of the K-Beauty trends. Uh, the refillable packaging really kind of focuses on a different aspect of them, which is, like, the sustainability and the clean yeah. and stuff. So I would say refillable packaging is my second pick. I love that. That's, like, I feel like it should have been in my top three because I agree with you. I, it, I felt that hard to choose that face contouring. It's I really know. hard. They're all really great trends. All right. I think that my number one is skin minimalism. Um, because... Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I don't feel crazy to choose it. I just, from personal experience, I've been really simplifying my skincare routine and it's what my skin loves most. It plays into like kind of refillable products because you are reducing waste by not overusing products that you're not going to finish or that you don't like. And I just like the idea of like a simplified skincare routine 
focusing on the ingredients and not focusing on overcomplicating anything. And I feel like it goes to the skin barrier too. Like there, yeah. I feel like there's just so many ways where even though you're using less products, you're still incorporating all the um, techniques and ingredients that work for your skin. Yeah, I 100% agree with all of that. I think the only other reason that I'm putting skin, minimal- skin minimalism in my top is like I said before, I feel like it was a trend created around adhering to the mm-hmm. consumer rather than a trend created that consumers adhere to. Yeah, I just really like that. Yeah. I really like that it really had a lot of thought behind it. It had a lot of, you know, dead. And it's also, it almost like listened to feedback. Yeah. You know, like, like we, we hear you, we got you. Yeah. And our wallets really love it. Yeah. We really like that. My, yeah. (laughs) And in same, similar with that, my husband really loves it. (laughs) Because then he doesn't have to wait for my 30 minute skincare routine. Yeah. There was times where he'd be like, what are you doing in there? What are you doing? And what is taking so, I don't know, taking care of my skin. You who haven't washed your face in 10 days and right. My husband who uses like all in one shampoo, literally. <laughs> Sam, he washes his face in the shower with his shampoo, and I'm like, "Let your truth, buddy." Yeah, whatever you gotta do. Don't judge me for mine. Yeah, yeah. So, I would say, I would say those were some good ranks. I think so too. Ranking, but all right. Well, unfortunately, guys, that wraps up this whole episode. We hope you enjoyed our little take on the. The latest in the K-beauty craze. And yeah, if we're missing anything, let us know. We always want to hear new trends, whether we're writing up an article on it or posting on social. So definitely let us know if there's any K-beauty trends that you've been really loving lately, too. Yeah. And one thing I always forget to say at the end of these that I need to get a lot better at is please subscribe. Yeah. Turn on your notifications. Check us out. We come out with episodes every twice a month. So every first and third week of the of the month. Every first and third th- Thursday. Thursday. Yes. And we have like our subscriber link in our bio on our Instagram, LinkedIn stories for posts on our website. Everywhere that you can like find us, you can find the link. So we we love doing this. We hope that you guys love listening. So subscribe. Please subscribe and please check us out. We are also going to be, we want to hear from you guys. So we are going to be putting a question as well as a poll. So definitely check that out if you're on Spotify. If you're listening to us from Spotify, you can, and if you're not, you can go to Spotify and do it. But there will be a question and a poll. Question more likely than not is going to be, we want to know what you want to hear from us for future episodes. A uh, poll is undecided. I might make a fun little poll about like which K beauty trend is your favorite. So definitely check those out and answer those as well. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next one. Bye, Bye Andy Bestie.